The following podcast is sponsored by Luminary Leaders, Sedan Associates, and Connected Women of Influence. Enjoy the episode. My name is Shelly Harrison, and you're listening to Speaker Central. On this episode, we talk about Encounter Unlimited. My guest, Carl Scherzer. Welcome to this episode of Speaker Central, powered by Luminary Leaders. I'm your host, Shelley Harrison. Each week, we open the conversation with our guests to unravel their solutions, perspective, and get into their mindset of business based on the current market situation. My guest on this episode is Carl Scherzer. Welcome to the podcast, Carl. Hello. How are you? <laughs> How are I'm you? Doing, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fantastic. Best day ever, I like to say. <laughs> best Not day always, ever. <laughs> but I go for the best day ever every time I walk, wake up. Aww. And, and I love that because I think, you know, it's all, it starts when you wake up in the morning, right? When you just kind of choose what, how you're going to wake up and what kind of frame of mind you're going to have. It's interesting. People actually, yes, people can choose the frame of mind that they're in, but, and I'm sure we'll get into it, but there's so many times that we run such programs in our mind, it almost feels like we can't choose, but we can't, we just have to figure out how to work around it. Yes, yes. And we're definitely going to get into, get into that today um, during this interview. So what I'd like to start with is to have my guests tell me a little bit about themselves. So if you could kind of tell us, Carl, where kind of where you want to start with, you know, your, your story and your background. Sure. So there was a, uh, a sperm and an egg that came to <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, a little bit about we were starting at the very beginning, right? <laughs> you know, I have a very short history, so I wanted to go way back. Um, you know, I'm a board-certified trainer of neuro-linguistic programming. Um, I have a degree in in um, in medicine and, and a minor in neurobiology. I've spent 20 years in the fitness industry, and let's just put it this way: I'm a guy that absolutely loves humans. Right. And yes. uh, that's mm -hmm. who I am. So add that to the fact that I'm a father and a husband and just the person. Yeah. Wow. That, that is amazing. I did watch a video this morning that you did live on Facebook and, and that's kind of the essence of who I give you see you as. <laughs> Say that one again. No, I said, I, this morning I watched a video with you on Facebook and I, I just really resonated with the way that you kind of shared about yourself and, and shared stories and how you kind of indicated that you love humans. Yeah. You know, I tell a lot of stories in my courses. Um, well, I tell a lot of stories everywhere. So the, the work I do with private clients, a lot of it is around working through that different aspects of the mind, as you know, and as mm -hmm. we'll talk about, and stories play a very powerful role when they're therapeutic, when they're aimed specifically. So I love to tell stories, uh, and there are a few. So without telling too much, uh, my, my history is important to those that are listening because it shows you a path of where I came from, which is real dark road, you know, gangs growing up on the street, 
tapes and, and all that have you to where I am now, which is somebody yeah. who helps people shift perspective in their mind. Yes. <laughs> you know that last part, Carl, you froze. Oh, I just said I didn't want to spend any more time telling you about my past and we'll talk about th this moment moving forward. <laughs> okay. All right. And there's another question that I'd like to ask you. And I asked this of all my guests um, as far as filling in the blank. And mm -hmm. it's, it's something that with whatever is on your mind at this time, um, and I'm going to go ahead and ask the question. So I'm blown away at how my path of life has, and then fill in the blank. Mm. So blown away on how my path of life have, has led me here, I think is probably the most vague way of putting it. Again, I tell a lot of stories. And one of the stories I tell is about 14 years ago, I was introduced to the path that I'm on now 14 years ago. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't as if um, I was introduced and then I was on the journey. I was actually introduced and then perceivably gone in a completely other direction of life. You know, corporate America, CEO, COO, helping large organizations. And I would never have thought that I would have made a 90 degree turn to land right back where I started that was foretold to me 14 years ago, which I think is fantastic. Mm -hmm. So that would be yeah. my answer. Yeah. And, and that's a journey that we're going to hear about. Um, I have some questions that are really thought provoking and, yeah. and I know that it's going to help our audience because I've, you know, the, the Facebook videos that I've watched of you, Carl, they're really methodical and very deep in terms of the way that you take a story and you want to help people relate to it so they can kind of, you know, formulate their own uh, flow state. Right. And, and just get through the, the, hurricanes of their life, especially during COVID-19. Right. right. Yeah. There's a lot of um, dialogue that came out in the beginning of COVID-19 with my attempts to just be a voice for others that were looking for solutions. And what you'll find, some of the work that people do with me, we start to find very, very quickly that when we can shift perspective, we can look at the same situation that's in front of us, but shift how we look at it ever so slightly, the entire story starts to unfold differently. And I spent many days, I opened it up and said, you know, this is compliments of me. Let's get your mind right. What do you want to work on? And we went into relationships and we went into how do you live with somebody that even though you may be married to or family with, how do you live with them day in, day out? And, and yeah, uh, it's 24 seven, right? Yeah. Now it's even yeah. more so in terms of how long and how many people are, are in households, you know, right. having to, to kind of, you know, stay at home with, with the you know, current situation. Yes. Um, what is your perception of how COVID-19 has played out with people's flow state? Mm. So I think we, we should just clarify what flow state means to you before I speak to flow state. So we're on the same page. Please. Yes. So what is, and when you say flow state, what, what comes to mind? I think the, just the situation in front of you where you're, you're present. And mm. it's the state of mind and the flow of how you're kind of carrying yourself, whether okay. it's around other people. I, I don't know. Why don't you share? What, what, what is your definition of flow state? Sure. So when I think of the concept of flow, I think of it almost as the same concept of being in the zone or as police officers, maybe in heightened awareness, this ability to just be present and mm -hmm. respond and react based on the information coming to us. 
Mm -hmm. And to get into flow state, I actually teach a technique that literally takes about 30 seconds to learn um, that everyone can do. And you can teach it to children and they can raise their GPA and it's tapping into that flow state. Or as I would say it, tapping into the unconscious mind, the connection between the unconscious mind and the conscious mind. And mm -hmm. when you're in that state, um, one, you're taking in information more openly without judgment, without um, kind of measuring and, and all of the preconceived ideas that you have about your life layered onto it and just experiencing the motion. So COVID is, was, was fascinating to me because on one end, um, I, I seem to be one of the very few people that had absolutely no fear during COVID, right? During out the entire no process because I was in a flow state because I would say, Questions like, what is the meaning of this? What is another meaning of this? Mm -hmm. How can I be productive? I ask the question, how am I caused or how I'm responding? But another way you could say it is, how can I respond that is resourceful in this? And when I would ask those questions, number one, it allowed me to pivot very quickly, right? Where other people were stuck in fear and their internal dialogue held them captive. Mm -hmm. uh, I was able to release whatever thing that would hold me back and then make the changes. And then second is you can see it differently. Like look at what's happening. I went on a walk today and I saw far more people than I ever see on a walk. I see far more families connecting on bicycles than I've ever seen. And I walk six miles a day every day. Right. Oh, so good for you. when you look at it from a different perspective, what COVID did for people was to, to do a reset. Mm -hmm. Right. I was, I agree. Yeah. People I were totally afraid. Agree of something yeah. and out of a byproduct of being afraid, they had to look at themselves and say, what do I want out of this life? And maybe they weren't grandiose at that time, but they connected deeper. So to me, it was evolution and it's a very beautiful mm. thing when we get through it. Yes. And I love the way that you describe that because I too have noticed, you know, even with my family here, you know, we go on, my husband and I go on bike rides and on the trail, you know, there's families where we've never seen that before. You know, the kids with the bikes and the mom and the dad and, you know, granted everybody has a, a mask on, which is great, you know, because they're, you know, there's trying to follow the, you know, the protocols. Um, but it really has kind of changed the way that we look at Look at our family dynamic, right? Right. I mean, there's so, mm. we could go down this for a while, and I'm sure this is not what the audience wants to spend time talking about. Um, but just if you look at it really briefly, we, uh, we have we, there's so many opportunities that we have in front of us. When, when um, pain strikes or when perceivably unresourceful situations hit us and our family, it throws us out of what we call our comfort zone, right? That place where, you right. go shopping and someone says, how are you? And you say, yeah, I'm okay. Or I'm not too bad. Or things are so-so. Or you have enough good and enough bad in your life. You can just get by. And no one is supposed to live in their comfort zone. So sometimes we have things that throw us way outside of it in the scare area for mm -hmm. us to respond. And now people have found their strength and resolve as a result of it. So one of the great lessons is trying to find out how to move out of our comfort zone. So a question I like to mm -hmm. ask myself and those around me is, when was the last time you did something for the first time? Hmm. And I think those that, that push themselves out of this comfort zone, that stay in the flow state, learn how to respond and react to everything in their environment and can take it all as wins, right? People made yeah. tremendous money in the Great Depression, tremendous money during COVID. You know, some of my friends had the best months ever. Yeah, and I've heard a few businesses that, that I'm 
you know, close with the business owners where it's, it's changed the dynamic of their business. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that you could put people into a flow state within 30 seconds or figure right. out their flow state. Can you do that with us? Absolutely. With me? Everyone can do it. So I'm not particularly okay. doing it. So one of the things that I do with um, all of those that come to my classes, I want to make it very short, very clear that I'm just a guide. I'm the mm -hmm. voice for you that you have not yet heard in yourself. And once you realize that this voice can be within you, then you can do everything that I'm doing for you at all times, which is powerful. So yeah. for yourself and for everyone listening right now, why don't you just go ahead and take a nice relaxing breath and just find a place in front of you, right? Straight ahead, wherever you're looking. If you're, not, if you're driving, don't do this now, right? Pull over to the side. <laughs> right. in a safe place. Yeah. Just go ahead and just focus right in front of you at a spot on the wall straight ahead with your chin straight. And as you begin to look at that point on the wall, I want you to raise your eyes, not your head, keeping our heads straight, but our eyes will raise ever so slightly about 20 degrees. And as you start to raise your eyes, just naturally breathing, start to notice how it becomes quieter inside. And you'll start to notice as, as you raise your eyes, you'll begin to see things to the sides of you. Maybe not at first, but it starts to grow. And as it grows wider and wider, you can start to notice maybe the sides of the wall on each side or the person next to you and what he or she is wearing. And as you continue to relax and breathe and open your, your awareness, you expand your awareness even more, notice how quiet that becomes. Hmm. And as you notice how quiet it becomes, now you've opened a channel for your subconscious to communicate with you. For you to get out of the things that have been blocking you in your head and allow the natural flow of life to enter, mm. right? Fully receptive. And at any moment, you can come right back. And now you can see straight ahead again. And that would be an example. Yes. Interesting. That, that was oh. a neat experience. Yeah. Very neat experience. <laughs> Very good. And, okay. and not only that, I want to make sure that when we uh, cast this out, we make sure that people know that they get to feel this experience during this uh, podcast. <laughs> good. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. The, what I just walked you through um, is what we call the learning state and it's the flow state. And when you uh, open your mind in this way and you absorb learning, you absorb it mm -hmm. faster. It goes into your subconscious mind where it is embedded in there from memory um, and you can access it at any time. So it's a really powerful tool yes. that you just heard. Yeah. And, and you also mentioned that, you know, during this time, you know, what have people done that they've never done before? Mm. And, you know, like, for example, for me to do this, this podcast, it's taken me almost three years to find my voice to actually do this. And I came out in a big way um, during COVID-19. And it's and it's been kind of exciting because I get to interview guests like you. Well, so thank you. it's off. yeah. Yeah. You know, beauty comes out of it. Beauty comes out of chaos, which it doesn't have to be. Eckhart Tolle is a wonderful individual that communicates that beauty can come um, without chaos. But until we learn otherwise, it just is. And you've mm -hmm. done tremendous work. So you should be proud of yourself, as I'm sure well, you are. I, thank you. Thank you. I, I'm enjoying it. I'm loving providing the platform for people like you that can share this kind of information that's going to help so many people, really. So let's help some people. Yeah. Let's do it. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, so tell me what your thoughts are around helping people shift their pattern of a negative situation. Mm. No, it's just, it's what I do, right? So people are dealing with um, 
you know, there's a lot that goes on in the mind of the human being. And realize that we're going to spend some time talking about the mind because that was the topic. But there are four planes of existence I like to talk about. There's the physical plane, there's the emotional plane, the mental plane, and the spiritual plane. Mm -hmm. And when someone is dealing with conflict or they have what we call an unresourceful state, it's just not working for them. We're going to find it in one of those realms. And many times it has a lot to do in the mental realm. And how we do the things we do become a question I want to know. So when I talk to an individual, I want to know what's the trigger. How do you know it's time to be angry, right? How do you know mm -hmm. it's time to be fearful? And as they start to think back to, the, to how they know it's time, they tell me a story about what they do inside, meaning some people have a strategy that they run, meaning a, an automated sequence of thoughts. Some people are holding on to negative emotions and COVID-19, for example, is stirring up some of those old emotions or they have limiting beliefs about themselves. For example, I can't, I'm not good with technology is a limiting belief, right? So when we think about the, the things that are, um, people that are in an unresourceful state, they're stuck in a, what I call a reality tunnel. A way mm -hmm. of thinking based on old beliefs, old memories, um, things that are important to them. And when they're there, it doesn't mean that that's life. That's just where they are in their life. And with a matter of a few words or a matter of a technique, we can take them out of one way of seeing the world and put them into another. And when they're in mm -hmm. another, they can tap into different resources to realize that their problem that they were dealing with was an actual opportunity to grow. And then mm -hmm. they grow and, and things are wonderful. So that would be my thought about if people are dealing with uh, negative or, or what I call unresourceful states, where they're coming from yes. and why they're important to identify with. Mm. No, that and that's great insight. Great insight. Because I think a lot of people, you know, sometimes they're in that negative zone for so long, but they don't understand how to you know, really navigate out of that. And I think the work that you do, and even when you share on Facebook, and I keep going back to that, Carl, where I think a lot of people, if they hear how you kind of navigate through that, it's going to help them, um, you know, even if they're dealing with some, you know, really unfortunate situations during, you know, COVID-19. Right. You know, the there's so many fascinating things about the subconscious mind and people are becoming aware of it. You hear people talking about the subconscious mind more and that's good. And one mm -hmm. of the fascinating things is when it when it learns something, when it accepts a memory from the past, it doesn't it doesn't understand the context of time. So, for example, if I was someone that was in an abusive relationship when I was in, when I was a child, let's say I, my parent abused me then I would spend much of my life in a fear-driven state awaiting that moment when mom or dad would come home. And I could be mm -hmm. 50 years old still awaiting that moment, replaying that in my mind again and again. Um, so now when COVID-19 comes, perhaps I have that same fear that generates of, I just, I don't know what's, I feel like I'm stepping on eggshells in life. And what's happening is our environment today is reminding us of the things that we need to let go of from yesterday so we can see everything mm -hmm. in a new light, right? And that yeah. is fascinating because your subconscious mind is there to protect you and will mm -hmm. continue to play these things out until you tell it to change directions. I think it's amazing. It, it really is. Yes, I, I agree. Um, what are you wildly excited about, excited about when you consider your journey and how it's led you to the work you're doing today? Wow. 
one of the things that I'm widely excited about is just, it may sound creepy. <laughs> I, like, I like to watch people. I like to watch how people respond and react to stimulus. So for example, we talk about, um, you know, values in my business and what's important to someone. And we talk about something called threshold values, which mm -hmm. are the things that are important to you when all else is thrown away, when, you, when you're fighting for your life. And we saw that come out in COVID-19 when people start shopping for toilet paper, right? Oh, so I find it, I find such, yeah. um, there's two things. I find it incredibly fascinating to watch people and how they respond because they tell a greater story about how we are all able to be so much more because we have the same patterns within us that we can transcend. The second thing that brings mm. me immense joy and excitement is learning how to open my heart more every day. Mm. Right? to lead from my heart and not my head because it's from my heart that the best ideas come from the, the most um, secure concepts are born and the greatest help comes out of it. So those two kind of yeah. get me excited day in, day out. And, and I really have to say, Carl, I think the very first time that you and I met uh, face to face and, and we were introduced by your wife, Janine, um, yeah. a best-selling author, by the way, international best-selling international. author. Oh, two-time yes. award winner. She got a second award wow. yesterday. Oh my I gosh. Know. Tell her congratulations. I'm so happy for her. That, that's awesome. Um, when we met though, I, I just found that it was so intriguing to talk to you because you um, like when you said that you, you know, you want to open up your heart more where you really saw through my business and you helped me immensely. And we, I know we did some illustrations. Um, we mapped out some things and you really kind of put me on the path of seeing the bigger picture. And yeah. I'll never forget that because it was very, um, you know, you just met me for the first time and, and you were just very helpful and really kind of got in there and dug in there with me and kind of helped me to navigate through that. Awesome. Thank you for that. You know, I, yeah. I dabble in two worlds, right? In one world, I dabble with the CEOs of the world. I understand the mm -hmm. business and I understand how the CEO plays a role both in decision making and in their values and their belief systems and their identity. So I do a lot of work yes. now with business owners to either work on them or help them with their business. And then the other side, which is what we were spending time on working with people. Um, however, what I do is I see patterns and I'm so happy that those patterns helped you because you deserve yes. it. We all deserve it. Yeah, I, I agree. I, and I'm happy that it, and, and not only that, it, it just changed my mindset to mm. think bigger and to look at the possibilities. And even though I didn't know anything about, you know, some of the things that we discussed and, you know, moving my, my website to a click funnel, which I love and, and you help me with that. And it's, I mean, it's, I'm able to really expand on that now. So it, it's, um, it's great. It's, it's, I appreciate that. You are very welcome. Yeah. Uh, where do your, where does your, uh, perseverance and determination come from, Carl? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, there's, there, we talk about, uh, well, at least in my world, we talk about the layers of the mind and that there are six layers of the mind, right? From the most mm -hmm. conscious to the most unconscious. And one of those layers we talk about values. Um, and values are very important because they're what's important to us. It's how we, we show up every day. And somewhere in my life, probably because I had a mom that was a little stern to a piece, mm -hmm. that I built a value of, I, I have a high value of efficacy 
I have a high, a high value of being efficient mm -hmm. and showing up and serving for others. So who gave that to me? I'm, I'm unsure of, but I'm definitely happy that I have it because it, it drives me. It drives me to now, of course, that sounds great, but when, when you're out of balance, like the days that I was out of balance, I would overserve, right? So I had to learn about being, um, learn about serving myself before serving others. And we all go through that journey in some point. We do. Um, yeah. However, there's something in there that I have such a high value to, to leave the world different than where I entered it. Mm. Uh, I think that's what keeps me going every day. Yes. And, and you're accomplishing that. I think that you are expanding your ability to help the masses and especially the coaching that you're doing. And um, I wanted kind of the next question that I want to ask you is when people consider bringing on a coach in their life to do the deep work with them, what common thread do you see by the time they come to you to work with you? Wow. Okay. So that, that limits me from bashing on other people. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what happens again let's go back to the layers of the mind right there again mm -hmm. so most coaches most uh hypnotherapists most people of service to others only dabble in the most conscious layers they dabble in the results that are out there what are you doing not doing and your behavior change your behavior right but those are where the problems lie so people come to me because they they tried and these coaches are trying as well. They're just trying to open a coconut with a nail. This is not going to happen mm. without a hammer, if that's the analogy. So when they yeah. come to me, they, they come with a, uh, they either come excited because they've gotten, they've gotten a referral from me and I do some tremendous shifting for people. So my name goes around quickly. However, uh, interestingly, some people do not come until they've tried others and what they, they come arms open, which I, which I want because mm -hmm. conversely, um, Anyone who's my client usually will get a task before they become my client because I need to know that you're willing to make this change so much for you that I can guide you through it. Mm -hmm. Once I see that person open armed, ready to, to finally make this shift, then we just go into the deeper layers of the subconscious and all is good. So to sum up that answer is people usually come with a lack of results and they just don't know why. For example, I had a lady yesterday that was talking about a pain she was dealing with, and she's been to doctors and um, psychologists, and everyone says it's all fine. There's nothing wrong, but she lives with daily pain, right? Mm. And the fact that we can offer her relief of that pain, right? We're not curing anything. We're not healing anything, but we can give relief by mm. tapping into the subconscious mind. That's when people show up at my door. Interesting. So like in that case then, so maybe she really wasn't in pain. It was in her mind or so, okay, are so you saying this is what happens. The mind is fascinating. And one of the things it does is it will it protect is. you mm -hmm. from feeling certain feelings because you do not have the resources to deal with them yet. So in this lady's case, for example, she made a decision about five years ago when her daughter became a woman, that there was a symbolic leaving of the nest that was happening with her. And she linked it back to a time when her being a child, that's something her mother said to her. And when her, she realized that her child was becoming an adult and she felt that feeling of fear, she wanted to slow down life. So she ended up manifesting mm -hmm. a pain in her left leg, which is Gosh. the creative side, the feminine side of the body. So the mm -hmm. subconscious mind was trying to communicate something, literally keeping attention away from what she needed to see from her past with a 
continual nagging pain. Now that may sound like a bunch of hoopla to somebody listening, but when you get past it, you actually look at the research and the data and the science behind it, it's right there with you. Our mm -hmm. minds talk to us in such fascinating ways. So people come to me because they have pain, they have, they're frustrated because they have procrastination they can't get around, they're not making the money they wanna make, all of the blockages which come mm -hmm. from somewhere in their past. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's, you know, the next question is, why do you do what you do? For money. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not the, okay. that's part of it. I know you too well. I know how much you love people. <laughs> oh man, you know what? I, when I was, um, when I started my career, I was in the fitness field for a long time. And I used to drive around with a license plate that said life changer. It's yeah. just in me. I just love seeing a shift. And if someone hasn't felt the shift of helping another human being, then you should try it out. It's infectious. And there's a movie called The Peaceful Warrior where um, Socrates was a character named, but played by Nick Nolte. And he oh. says, you know, service, there is no higher purpose. And it sounds mm -hmm. fluffy, but in truth it is. So why I do this is because when I get that phone call a day later, or I get that phone call a week later, and they tell me that their life has dramatically changed from my words alone. Mm. You know, for, for me, what else is there? You know, it's rewarding. Help somebody live the rewarding. best life they can live. It's super rewarding. Yeah. And, and it makes you feel this sense of accomplishment that you really got through to this person, not just by showing them, but really having them kind of, you know, look within themselves and use the tools that you provide for them to really see where kind of the, the story that you shared with the woman that you talked with yesterday, you know, where she was manifesting right. that pain, you know, and it's, it's all, you know, the mindset. And I think, you know, communicating to the people around us and, and, you know, just really living the best life that we can live, you know, and, yeah. and still be able to be in the present and, you know, that subconscious mind and the conscious mindset I mean, sometimes, you know, sometimes it can play tricks with us. And, and I know that you probably work with a lot of people that sometimes it's hard to even have people get into their subconscious mind, right? right. There's something called the secondary gain that mm -hmm. we go through, right? The secondary gain is the reason behind the reason. So for example, I was in a fight. Um, I, was ha I was having a family dispute and I found myself really agitated and I went for a walk. And as I started to go for a walk, I realized what I really wanted to gain from my experience was some alone time walking. And when mm -hmm. I started to realize that's what I really wanted, I started walking more and my fights went away because sometimes wow. we want something. So yeah, I work with people who have such secondary gain that they don't mm -hmm. want to let go of their problem because it becomes their identity. You know, mm -hmm. great example is my wife. She was a type one diabetic. And when we were started working with her, and she thought about seeing diabetes. She started to say, well, who am I if I'm not a diabetic? And that's a great question because you're yeah. not a diabetic. You're so much more, right? So some mm -hmm. people don't want to let go of their problems. Totally. That is where my expertise comes in. That is where my practice comes in. And worse comes the worst. If someone really puts up a blockage, that's why we use trance. We bring someone mm -hmm. into a state of trance where they don't block themselves and they can allow healing to actually take place. Yes. And, and I know that there's also a term that's used in, you know, the work that you do, which is anchoring. Can you yeah. comment on anchoring? Yeah. Please? Anchoring is, yes, yeah, sure. Anchoring is awesome. Right. Anchoring mm -hmm. is this notion of, of attaching a stimulus to a response. And it comes from Pavlov with his work in the dogs, with work with dogs way back when, which I don't want to talk about because he was not kind to animals. However, we learned oh, many things. Yeah. 
And what we learned is you can have a visual uh, anchor. You can have a kinesthetic or a feeling anchor, which is most mm -hmm. common. You can have a sound or an auditory anchor. You get anchors all over the place. For example, can you remember your favorite song back in high school? I do. And now, can you remember where you were when you heard that song? First thing that comes to mind. I know exactly where I was. <laughs> awesome. And that is what we have as an auditory anchor. Mm. Right? I brought Makes you back sense. to a particular time. Now, it when did. I use it therapeutically, could I anchor in a feeling and then have you go back to it? Like resourcefulness, mm -hmm. like oh, confidence, yeah. like mm -hmm. power. Um, I can, I, exhilaration, right? You can anchor yeah. all types of things. And then you can use that to create the states you want. So I'm a big fan, mm. for, if you're listening, I'm a big fan of you have the opportunity to manage your state, how you see the world right now. And anchoring becomes a tool that you can use for sure. Mm. Did that answer wow. the question? Fast, fascinating. Yeah, that's just fascinating. <laughs> Um, you know, because we're on the topic of, you know, mindset and communication, do you think people have control of their own mindset? Yes, absolutely. Um, there is multiple factors that go into why we think the way we think, right? Mm -hmm. And when you understand how your mind works and literally a 40 minute dialogue that I have with you that talks about the different layers of your mind, the different filters, how we do things. So what happens is generally, without going too deep, is we delete things, we distort things, and we generalize things in our environment. Now, people can say, well, no, I see what I see. And my first notion is if you know anything about science, you actually don't see what you see. You see an inverted image of the world around you, and then your brain flips it. So we're not mm. seeing what we see. We're experiencing something inside that we've deleted, we've distorted, and we've generalized from the truth outside. Mm. And we do that based on our memories of the past and the pains that hurt us based on our, um, based on our language that we use based on our identity, our values, our beliefs, our potential, all of it. Mm. And what comes yeah. out the other end is what those pictures are in our mind. So we have absolute control of the pictures that we make. I have control over the pictures I make for you with my language, right? This is about language. So if I said, you know, yesterday I was riding a bicycle. Now, did you just picture me riding a bicycle? I did. You did. So yeah. I actually have control equally over the pictures that you make in your mind as much as the pictures that I make in mine. So we each, mm. when we learn how to use language appropriately, and we know the language of the subconscious mind, which is pictures, sounds, and feelings, we have full control of how we experience our reality. Yes. And, and it's, have you heard that? I'm sure you have paradigm shifts. Yeah. 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 And I think that, you know, like this morning I had a situation, my husband and I are both working from home and he was trying to find something and he had a little bit of a, you know, an, uh, an angry situation. And I had to say, you know what, I'm going to shift this around. And it was something simple. He couldn't find his headset. You know, right. he was going to be on a zoom meeting, like, you know, like I am. And right. I, I just thought, you know what, we need to change this pattern. And, and we did, we both did. We just, okay, this is funny. You know, we're both working from home and, you know, the things that we have to go through just to, you know, keep the peace and, and make sure that everybody is, you know, um, appreciating one another and, and joyful, especially during this time. So what you just explained is what's called a pattern interrupt. Okay. So mm, we have yes. ways of doing things and sometimes we get stuck in unresourceful ways. And it takes someone else to say, hold on, and just change it. 
put your mm-hmm. shoe on the other way, put your, you know, put your pants on your head, whatever you have to do, just change your pattern. <laughs> A visual. To step, right. To step yeah. out of it. And when you step yeah. out of your situation, you can look at it differently. And that's called perceptual mm-hmm. position. Right. Perceptual position. Okay. There's so much to learn in this episode. (laughs) I love (laughs) it. I love this stuff. No, it's, it's great. (laughs) I love it. You change how you see the situation and that's called reframing the way you look at it. Mm -hmm. When you see when you can change it, you can give it new meaning and everyone on this call that is listening can give everything they're looking at new meaning. And when you can, you start realizing if I have a moment, yeah. I'll, I'll play a little game with you here, but you just tell me, it'll take about a minute to play. Okay, we could do it because we have about a minute left. Okay, so, so that everyone, sounds great. So for you particularly, just to talk about the power of language and then for everyone listening, I want you to do the same thing. Go ahead and close your eyes right now. And I want you to think of a situation, a particular situation that was not resourceful. It was actually a, you know, not so good of a situation, a problem, right? And when you have that problem and you think about that, just give me a nod. Okay. Good. You got it. Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. So now go ahead and open your eyes and then clear the slate. Think about the uh, drinking coffee later today. Mm. Mm. Sounds good. Now what I want you to do is I want you to think of the same situation now. Go ahead and close your eyes. And but this time I want you to think of it as a challenge. Think of that same situation now as a challenge and tell me what's different. Hmm. I, what did you can notice? I open my eyes now? Yeah, please. Oh, okay. What no, did you th- notice if, when you if, changed it? Uh, I think that it, it helped me to think of it in a different way so that I didn't really think of it as such a negative. Good. So go ahead and one I don't know more if that time makes sense. for me. It absolutely does. So one more time, close your eyes. And for you listening, okay. close your eyes right now and think of the same situation. Mm-hmm. And this time, think of it as an opportunity. Got same situation now as an opportunity. And when you have okay. your answer, go ahead and open your eyes. Okay. And then tell me what's different now. And I think that same situation I have where I have solutions so that it's, it, it's going to change the way that the outcome happens. Correct. So did the yeah. situation change? No. no, it was the same situation. It was the one word we used. It's the language we use that deems mm-hmm. how we see our reality, which before it was a problem. Now there's solutions. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you start yes. to see the power of how communication can play in our mindset, which is a great you know, closing for this, for this uh, call. And about yeah. how we can be aware of what we do and what we say and how it will then create our reality. Because we say language doesn't, describe our reality it defines it Mm -hmm. it's creating it in front of us because we're using words we use problem all day long and we're going to see problem we use opportunity now it starts to make sense yes i i absolutely geek out about this stuff i love the mindset i love (laughs) conversations with you carl they're always very in-depth and intriguing and thank you for being our guest today on speaker central um we've I've enjoyed this, um, this deep talk and conversation and to our listeners and our followers, you can catch this, subscribe, um, Spotify, Google podcasts and iTunes. And, and this, this is a, an amazing show that I think 
a lot of people can gain a lot of perspective on mm. mindset um, and how to communicate to others, I think. Absolutely. Too. Yes. For sure. Yes. So, Carl, thanks again. And thank you all for joining us. And until next time, thank you for being here. Well, have a good day. Bye.